Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Tell Me Yours, a storytelling podcast with me, your host, Trey Everett. Hello and welcome to another episode of Tell Me Yours. I'm your host, Trey. Today on the pod, I have maybe one of my oldest friends. He is a brilliant mind, a great artist, an incredible poet, and he is here today with a story he was not planning on telling, and it just happened, and it was natural and beautiful, and I, at the end, I tell him, I don't know what you were planning on talking about, but I think this is the conversation that we should have for, to, for the podcast today. Um, please welcome Ryan McMasters. Oh my gosh. How you doing, man? This is the only high school reunion I give a shit about. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Did you go to our 10 year or no? No, I had other choices, like not doing that. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> you, you like driving or flying from yeah, California? I was like, no, I'm good. I was like, I don't need to do that. Where, where are you at now? Um, I'm currently in Houston. Oh, cool, cool. I I was thinking about this and I was wondering. Um, obviously, COVID like ruined everyone's lives for two years, and it's still ruining lots of people's lives. That's so uh, you know that is what that is. But I was wondering because I know you would do you would do live poetry, like you would do shows. Um, did that transition virtually, or did you or did you take the so like I I still play music and I'm in a band right now and like. Right. We kind of, we kind of took the opportunity like with COVID shutting everything down just to be like, Hey, fuck it. We're not going to do anything until this is better. Right. And so we literally didn't play live together for almost two years. And okay. we were like, Oh wow. I think we really needed that time to reset. not do that and reset. Yeah, exactly. So I'm curious, like for the poetry scene or for the things that you were doing and working on, like, did, were you able to transition virtually or did you kind of have a similar reaction? Let me, let me put it this way. Mm -hmm. During these past two years, not to dive into the story, um, Mm -hmm. my dad passed in April of 2020. I appreciate you. I was still living with my mom Mm -hmm. and I was focusing on like, okay, I have a background in microbiology. I literally graduated with a BS in it. So like, I believe in science. I believe in no super spread events. So not really going to do anything outside for the moment. For sure. Um, The group that I'm affiliated with, write about now poetry, look it up. It's, it has a lot of resources. They transferred majorly for the first like year and a half of this easy mode apocalypse. Uh, (laughs) like two online there's like a there's like a closed facebook group that you can join and it's like five bucks a month and you get like buku amounts of writing prompts oh that's cool so and like 
April and April's like National Poetry Month or National Writing Month or something like that. Mm -hmm. So they have like a 30 day regimen that you can do. Oh, cool. Just to have production. Yeah. And then I think they do at least one other time, like six or seven months afterwards, like in November or December. So they have a good cultivating like situation like that. Mm. Um, I took a break from it. Mm -hmm. I was trying to get my life together because I was very passionate about poetry. I still care, but I finally started to believe in the suppression parental thought process of like poetry is not going to pay rent. Mm -hmm. Um, And then like, I've, I've worked at Smoothie King for four years. It took me a few months. I worked at a quality control, like as a quality assurance technician or quality control technician for a couple months and now I work at this place and I'm answering it in this roundabout way because that just that's just my existence no, I love but, that. Uh, you were saying like COVID decimated everybody's life and objectively yeah it definitely fucked people up but it's turning out pretty well for me because I great. work I, I work at a place like hush hush but uh to put it in vagaries like I work with COVID samples on a daily basis okay so like by the amount samples that we get like that gives me a paycheck so i mean like yes it sucks but also being in the south yeah, and uh people not necessarily believing yeah, in me they still have to get tested yeah. i'm just They're like still getting it yeah it's like if, if they <laughs> if they don't care about my life i'm not going to feel guilty about getting coin yeah it's fair so, it's really fair i i i get that hesitation though to be like it's it's like I, hey, I want to acknowledge how terrible this has been for everyone, but simultaneously, this has been really great for me. Like, yeah. I totally understand that. Because even like the 2020, the year like when we were fully in lockdown. Oh yeah, that's one of the best years I've had in a long time. Like, and it was because I was able to like take a breath and like take a step back and like reevaluate and reprioritize and like I got healthy and like I know a bunch of my friends just like I mean for the first couple months all we did was drink and play video games and that was I mean, it. where are you gonna, where are you gonna drive That's yeah open. exactly 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 it's and so then i kind of i kind of used it as an opportunity to like really kind of get shit together and like yeah i got really healthy and like so now i look back and i'm like yeah i understand that there was so much collective trauma during yeah. this year but individually it was like a great year for trey he did great he was he did great He's he did great. It. thriving <laughs> ascending that's so funny. Well, that's awesome. I'm like super excited. So like, so where, so it's a good way of asking this. So where does that leave your relationship with poetry now? Oh, um, it's still, it's still healthy. Like we were, we were slow at work and I wrote about like the subject of hyper, of hypervigilance, mm-hmm. just like topical stuff. Like I do better in like a submission to like the paper poetry kind of situation. Interesting. Slam, my poetry worked well with other poets, but it was so layered that not everybody could get it. And mm. I didn't I didn't have a good understanding of my body or a good control of my body to make it more performative to emphasize points. Oh, other people sense. knew their body better yeah. and other people knew how to work the crowd better. Mm. I was essentially resting on my laurels for years just on the quality of my work. Mm-hmm. Um, which isn't bad, but it gets it gets the points to the people that I want to care about it. But like for the people that I'm never gonna see again, that were just like a number in a sea of people, it's like sometimes I don't get it. Yeah. To answer your question, like I still have a good relationship with poetry. I'm not as perfectionistic about it. It's great. I am in a point in my life where like my job is the best job I've ever had. Mm-hmm. It's the best paying that I've ever had. And now that I have my own space, I want to stay there. Um, so like going to other places for funsies in the middle of the pandemic, it's just like, I'm good. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. bed, oh, like yeah. bed's cool. Like yeah. Netflix yeah. is my boyfriend. Like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> like, Shutter is basically like Netflix for horror movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Um, I'm very, I'm very, um, I'm very satisfied with simple things. I'm just really, I'm just really thankful right now. Yeah. And I have poetry in my life, but, and 
I definitely used it as a coping mechanism, the loss of my father. Mm -hmm. I basically wrote like so many poems that could become a chapbook if I chose to like turn it mm -hmm. into that. But it was it was more for processing than anything else. For sure, yeah, for, for sure. sure. And for the past year and a half, certain parts of like paper poetry, like Umbrella Corporation, so to speak, it felt like they were trying to capitalize on national grief and then not pay the people accordingly. Mm. So it felt it felt like they needed to be in timeout in regards to like what I'm having to offer. But this year, I want to get back into it for sure, uh, because there's queer material that I'm down to clown with. I just don't want to write about the pandemic and yeah. then yeah. hope that they give me like a taste of recognition. Just mm -hmm. like, oh, my gosh, cover my face and exposure, please. Like, that's yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it's it. not really my it. energy anymore. I get it for sure. Um, it's just like it's just like going going to like battle of the bands or something and it's just like we'll pay you in drink tickets it's like yeah. or <laughs> give me something green or just fucking pay me yeah please <laughs> it's like we're your club's flotation device literally yeah give us something that we can use outside of this place besides giving us a precursor for cirrhosis how yeah. about it it's so crazy wow yeah, yeah. what a concept yeah uh, paying artists before oh they're gosh. fucking dead oh yeah my sure God. i love it well that's cool man i'm I'm like glad to hear that because I, I yeah I, I mean i've told you this before like countless times like i think your poetry is incredible and i think you're that's like a real that's like a very real talent that you have and so it's nice that like i you are gonna kind of start getting back into that a little bit more yeah i seriously you're you're very emphatically like one of the cheerleaders that's like a sleeper cell like consistency for me I love it's that. just like amidst everything like after a decade of never seeing each other in it's crazy person, right yeah yeah wild and it's just like oh yeah this guy's killing it i've been rooting I've been rooting for you from afar and it's just like so cool. Like I have Moonlight Graham on my phone. Um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, I have a banjo. I'm just like dying to give a shit enough to practice. <laughs> it's like after all this time, I want, I want the sound of the banjo to represent my Southern background, not racism. So yeah. it's just like... <laughs> wild yeah. it's like so so interesting it's how so that good. can happen <laughs> there's so many different permutations of gay i think i finally accepted the fact that i'm like a kesha stan okay so it's just like her her like country and southern like touches into her music yeah like outside of just like once we move past like the the drunken anthems like still hits like i listen to it at work like it gets me through the shift she's a lifesaver <laughs> but like i love the sound of banjo i love the sound of like fiddle like mm -hmm. um why does a fire die uh do you nickel creek nickel i was about creek. to it's yeah. not nickel back that no. was more yeah. our thing a decade ago um nickel creek nickel, nickel creek, creek is, is also great fantastic. yeah yeah it's great their ability it's wild to harmonize yeah it's wild it's so it's so gorgeous it's so good <laughs> i love that so much. oh my gosh wow i mean like so like so many micro stories amidst like the one that i was anticipating telling you so i've recently been i've recently been watching community okay and like during the first episode they were talking about abed being like like having Asperger's and I'm just like, wait, I didn't, I've never seen community before. So I was just like, oh, this hits real hard. Okay. Got it. <laughs> um, just like relating to movie, <laughs> relating to movie shit, like this emphatically. And like the only way that I can describe it is just like the way that I found out that I was neurodivergent was um, similar to a very Muppet Christmas. Okay. Uh, like, like very, very, three like three part tier system uh -huh. instead, of, instead of like ghost of past pet present future it was just like three individual people not knowing they said these things 
it was it was very like interesting yeah it was it was very like a marvel easter egg kind of thing so i've i've been in poetry for a decade now mm-hmm. like one night i was practicing about to go on stage for some reason i was very nervous um some people drink some people smoke weed uh i apparently like flapped my hands much like a bird i was very avian in my um in my coping mechanisms uh-huh. i did not realize that that was that that was an indicator of something was oh, different interesting yeah my friend erica was a psych nurse at the time they mentioned it like they were saying like oh flapping flapping of hands to self-soothe is an indication of asperger's and granted like the whole social justice warrior like asperger's the phraseology like refers to something by like a nazi doctor mm-hmm. i think so now like neurodivergent is more appropriate but i mean like once okay. you know okay. once you know better you do better so mm-hmm. at that time that word was still at play and they let me know like that was a thing and i mean like it was very like in the back of my mind but also easily dismissible because it's just like i've never heard about this before also like whenever we were younger we didn't have the access to like yeah 100 yeah like even if we were trying to be smart about it and work on it we just didn't have the vocabulary we didn't have like the public knowledge and then we also didn't have the level of destigmatization that we have now living in pasadena talking about mental stuff if you ever did was like under the rug hush hush like Mm -hmm. covert operation like the family knows about it or like if you have a baptist background like me you pray about it you think about it but then like it's rarely acted upon yeah that's not a dig towards my parents that's a dig on society 100 you know? yeah. percent. i totally understand and so like that was that was like the ghost of christmas past so to speak that was like the mm-hmm. first indicator of like okay duly noted but not right now <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, soon after my dad passed in april i was talking to one of my friends their name is roxy they're non-binary they're just like a whole class act of a human being we were talking like honestly candidly about like what we enjoy for this conversation let's call it uh physical collaboration projects perfect (laughs) um (laughs) perfect so one of them I mentioned like compression, just mm-hmm. like a human body blanket, as it were. And they were like, are you autistic? Because I like that as well. And I'm autistic. And I'm just like, hmm. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, like, if you don't know what to look for, like, it's just like, it's uncharted territory. Yeah. I knew both Erica and Roxy from the poetry culture. So like, they know all about trauma neurodivergence like we've all amalgamated into like this one island of misfit toys so but like it's not like they were talking and then they were like "Hmm, maybe you should bring that up to ryan like they just yeah it was like independently of each other exactly it would and and that's why that's why i took notice like it didn't feel like a conspiracy theory it just felt like um cool fantastic and um and then like the the third person we had had group projects and like we were, I was trying to talk to him to collab again, potentially, but he was a psychologist. <laughs> yeah. Like he's, he's like a psychologist, psychiatrist. Uh-huh. He spoke so emphatically where it's like, oh, but you have Asperger's. And it was just like turning over a trap card. It was like mm. turning off all the lights and I was a cockroach and like, I didn't know that light was a thing. He thought I knew, which is basically like the brain version of like, oh, you're gay, right? And it's just like, it can be true, but like someone presuming that, it's going to be jarring. Like it can can be healing eventually, but the initial rip off the Band-Aid moment is like, good lover, bad bedside manner. Like it's just like, (laughs) like B minus, like- B minus, show your work, do better. Like, yeah, I get it. After after all of this was said and done, it's like it definitely 
answers things. But the problem, like it's, it's the burden of knowledge. It's like, you have to contend with the fact, oh, you should have known sooner. Mm. Like, it's not, it's not survivor's guilt. I'm not dead. It's more like it's survivor's guilt of like not experiencing things to its fullest capacity because you didn't know how to do that. Yeah. That's super interesting. And I, and I say this with as much care as a person on the spectrum can say it. Like my dad was very good at letting me know what the tone of existence was. He, he, his father passed whenever he was seven. Mm -hmm. So I think as a countermeasure, he verbalized to me often (laughs) during my formative years, during my later years, like the concept that he could be gone at any time. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't, I didn't suffer from like toppling off this like ivory tower of like my dad's gonna live forever my dad's my hero like I didn't have to I didn't it was a very macabre privilege to be like okay he prepared me for this as opposed to like dads that are like kiddo everything's gonna be fine whenever it objectively is not Yeah. Um, yeah yeah my dad was my dad was very realistic in that way because of him putting all these checkpoints of reality into it whenever he did finally pass, I definitely mourned, but I definitely mourned in a way that could have been perceived as cold. But I, I will say this, something that I've learned after losing a parent, like sure, neurodivergent representation matters, like understanding what that looks like matters. Mm-hmm. It's not about being more important than neurodivergence, but it's about being more universal and like, imparting knowledge for other generations like no iteration of grief like some people tell you to smile through the pain some people like tell you to get back into work whatever you're doing that keeps you alive for the time being is good enough for the time being absolutely like after after you're able to process it for me it's not that I didn't care that was something that was known and what was going to happen conversely I never anticipated hearing that I would be neurodivergent. Mm-hmm. I never, like, we went to high school together. Like, mm-hmm. intelligence and, like, mental, like, acuity was one of the things that I could have been known for. Like, being I, smart. I, I, with, yeah, I agree. Being, being smart was very much, like, like, I wasn't a jock social enough to be like emphatically popular i didn't have the social skills to navigate that kind of material intelligence focus my brain was my fortress it was my sword and my shield that whole chestnut so to hear about something that was completely unexpected hurt me more unraveled me more than my father passing away or to be more specific it compounded the level of grief that I was experiencing. Yeah. Cause it's like, okay, dead dad sucks. Knew about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then got a good old brain trap card. Got like a, like an unexpected pathway. That's like not bad, but not regular. And I mean, like, I love being unique, but I like knowing that I'm unique as opposed to like other people telling me that I'm unique. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. With the with the whole brain of it all, not figuring it out myself was brutal. I think after all that, well, like yeah. that's no, I get that. I get that a hundred percent. And I feel like kind of again comparing it to like how you were comparing it to the loss of your father, like the loss of your father at like obviously that was still unexpected at some level, but at the same time, it's something that even subconsciously you had been preparing for. Right. So even though it was sudden, you didn't know when it was going to happen or if, and when, whatever, when it happened, you kind of had that foundation of like, well, yeah, of course this happened because that's what we've been kind of emotionally preparing for forever is we knew this was inevitable and was going to happen. Yeah. Whereas something like this, like finding out that you're neurodivergent, like, that's not anything you had prepared for at all. 
like we didn't have the words we didn't have the capacities of acceptance we didn't yeah. have the resources it was it was just like vastly different yeah now that i know that now that like the band-aids ripped off like mm-hmm. i'm much better because even though like even though there's like this concept of like the burden of knowledge like i'm not i'm not living in ignorance i'm not living in denial sometimes i have to go through the thought process of like is this because I'm neurodivergent or is it because I'm X, Y, Z? Interesting. Um, Cause it's just like, if people aren't neurodivergent, but they just act weird, is that, and it, I don't know if people call it a sickness. I, I mean, like, no, it's very, it's very GI Joe knowing is half the battle. Kind yeah. Of thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would rather, I would rather know than not know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it was a different kind of grieving process. Yeah, for sure. Cause it wasn't, it wasn't a death of a family member. It was a death. Of, it was a death of a prior perception of myself. Yes. Um, Which, and like, and I haven't, I mean, I've lost, like, unfortunately, like I've experienced loss at like a human level a lot in my life but like i can imagine how there's like a difference between like yes we lost this family member but i'm still me and like yes i lost this grandparent and this cousin or i had this friend who like took their own life and like yes we lost this person but losing that person is outside of myself but then when you like have this information presented to you in a way with such confidence when even when you realize it's true like that's a change of self That's a completely different thing to grieve. Absolutely, I understand. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I I try to be as much of an environmentalist as possible. Mm -hmm. And I try to, like, permeate that into other aspects of life. My dad's body is objectively in an urn, but like his perceptions, his lessons, like his teachings are still very much in me and the good and the bad. Like I'm very much a workaholic like he was, Mm -hmm. but I'm learning to be a healthier version of it because I've seen what workaholism can do to a body. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I, I worked out my grief through writing, but very, very much through working. Um, it's good to be productive, but now that it's almost 
two years out, like something I'm trying to be like, to be like a healthier, more well-rounded human being is like processing my emotions Mm. because whenever I wrote, I did it to purge and not dwell. Oh, interesting. It was like, yeah, I get that. Absolutely. I get that. It's like, if it, if it's, if it sticks in the brain, I don't like that. Mm -hmm. So I write it out to expunge the bad thoughts, the bad feelings. And then I never read it again, Mm -hmm. as opposed to like, not trying to monetize or incentivize the emotions and actually try to decrypt and analyze them that stuff is brutal yeah like i feel like i'm a very understanding person i would even be bold enough to say like like theoretical levels of empathy Mm -hmm. but just like feeling as deeply as other people is not it like i don't yeah for sure and i don't know if it's because of like being raised as a guy just because like that's all we're expected to do like we use our bodies until it breaks down and then because our bodies are no longer capable of using it then we might soften up and try to figure out like what the fuck emotions are Mm. um i'm at this point where i've been in the poetry community for 10 years i saw it through the lens of talent And I saw it through the lens of like, oh, this is a perspective I haven't thought of, but like attempting to like touch the hem of the garment of feel like big feeling TM is like, it was never, it was never a part of it. And like another aspect of the poetry thing on my end is like, I only wrote whenever I was sad and I'm really happy right now. So I'm not writing as much. And that doesn't mean that I don't care about poetry as much. It's just like, I was so focused on like putting in the deadlines that I gave myself Mm -hmm. that like really cool to not have anything to complain about Mm -hmm. living a relatively quiet, like increasingly successful gay neurodivergent life. And I don't have much of anything to complain about. Like Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm in a very thankful space at this time in my life yeah it's amazing that was all over the place no i love that are you kidding me yeah that's that's everything like that's that's the whole ball game you know what i mean like that's it that's the whole ball game um that's That's the only kind of sportsmanship i'm part of (laughs) (laughs) no i I think it's important because i think like i i think like i mean and you touched on it like even just like where we grew up too like mental health was never a topic of conversation like it was never and it wasn't even like a social topic of conversation let alone something that we would bring up ourselves like i didn't even know yeah like i understood internally like emotions i felt and struggles that i knew i had but like i never had the vocabulary to articulate what it meant or what to do or how to approach it or how to talk about it like (laughs) and then if you and then if you had the courage to say anything we were surrounded by like either bullies or just like social neutralizers where it's yeah. just like, that's fine. Yeah. And, and even then, like, I, I, I think about that too. Cause one thing I'm really careful about is like, as I get older and I don't, maybe this resonates with you. Maybe it doesn't. Cause I know we, we obviously also had different experiences at that time too, but like Fair. I even try to be like, even the people who were like really shitty and didn't know what to say, like, they also didn't have the fucking tools because they also grew up in the same fucking place with the same people. And like, so yeah, of course this adult in my life didn't know what to fucking do when I said, I feel sad all the time. Or like, of course they didn't fucking know. Why would they know? And so it's interesting, like kind of cutting to now where you and I are both adults and like, we do have the vocabulary and like, we do have the tools and like, like you said, like no one can be perfect, but it's a matter of always trying to be better. Um, yeah. Stagnancy is poison. Like I hate it so much. I, I, that's, that's one of the things I need, like in this next step of my life, if I ever chose to have a partner, like I need someone that is 
not boring, but like also they don't have to be smart initially, but like if if our life <laughs> if our life is similar to like Wes Craven filmmaking. Okay. And it's and it's meta as shit. And it's like, but this isn't a movie. This is real life. Let's say that it is a movie. <laughs> I I need I need a growth art. Yeah, I know. Let's say it is. <laughs> <laughs> For this conversation, yeah, <laughs> only if it is a movie. I love it so. Much. I need a growth arc. Yeah, it's like I don't need. I don't need to be like their manic pixie dream boy. I don't need to be like their fairy pixie game guide. I like. I want to help. I don't want to be the only person helping. Yeah, I've been surrounded by savior complexes all my life. Like I don't want to be one. Yeah. I just, I just want to help and I want people to accept the fact that if I don't have the capacity to do it at this time, they're not going to turn me into a pariah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I've been, like, I've compared myself to so many supernatural things. Like, sometimes I feel like a robot because I feel cold and calculated and I don't know how to, like, verbalize emotion. Um, I... Like on the neurodivergent side, I feel like a vampire because like I I need someone to invite me into something oh, or else yeah. I feel like I'm a burden and yeah. like yeah. an imposition. And I would rather be alone than be someone's negative bucket. Like for sure. Yeah. Um, sure. And it feels very like seventh heaven, full circle, like here we are learning the thing. Now that I now that I have like a better hold and understanding on myself, now's the time to capitalize on like, not just like rebuilding community, like during a pandemic, but like understanding the value, figuring out different ways of cherishing things. Cause like we live in America, we're very privileged, like as cis white men like we're near the upper echelon of like yeah, dog yeah, shit yeah. privileges but yeah for sure like under like understanding how to be a better person understanding how to give agency understanding how to lift up rather than just hoard is like kind of my next step in things because like this job might not be forever but i'm gonna act like it is until they tell me otherwise you yeah. know like i'm i'm trying to be i'm trying to be more in the moment and as a result of that like as i'm focusing on me and mine and i'm not trying to be another person's side character and then like putting the whole victim engine on myself of like mm -hmm. why am i the secondary character because you put it because you put yourself in that position so you don't have to feel the full brunt of being like a fully realized one mm -hmm. um i'm at the point where like i'm a fully realized one and now that that's the case i want to help other people get to that position i love that i don't know what it's going to look like i'm not using this as a springboard for like this is my new nonprofit. Blah blah blah, blah. <laughs> like that's not like i'm just I'm trying, I'm trying to be a person. Like I'm yeah, trying to yeah, be, yeah. Like, I'm just trying to be a better person and trying to bring people along the way and then understanding like what my energy capacities are and not feeling like shit whenever they're low enough that I don't want to be around people. Yeah, for sure. Because for like sure. I'm an, because I'm like an introvert by nature mm -hmm. and amidst the detoxing from humanity for the past year and a half to two years, like begrudgingly, I'm starting to accept that I'm a social creature and I need people around me. I'm trying to opt I'm trying to optimize it in an efficient way. Like thankfully I love my coworkers. Mm -hmm. I'm fine being social whenever I'm being paid to do so. <laughs> <laughs> it's Truer like words were never spoken <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like i don't know everyone's last name mm -hmm. you have a good heart your outfit's fierce um thank you for letting me know about that deeply overshare but yeah. i mean like <laughs> i'm still on the clock though like yeah yeah, this yeah, is yeah. where we're at yeah Oh my gosh, that is so funny. That's so true, though. <laughs> I've I've seen multiple memes of like 
how there's like an 18 year old with like a 40 year old coworker and they're just like, oh man, where's Harold? And I'm just like, I'm fucking Harold. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm the Harold. <laughs> like, like I am, I'm 33 and I'm surrounded by people that are like mid to low twenties. And I'm just like, oh, have you heard of back pain? You're gonna in like six years, I hate you. <laughs> Like these people can I'm grind, these people can grind out so many things, oh and I'm just God, like, that's so funny. Mm, that's that's so cool how you don't have to do extra stretches to exist. <laughs> it is, it's so, it's so bad. Like, oh my God, that's so funny though. Like following in my father's footsteps in a healthy way. It's just like, I have the work ethic, I have the focus, mm-hmm. I have the willingness to help other people but i'm trying to work i'm trying to work on my body and not like burn the candle wick at both ends yeah and like sure ozanins back pain that's just age but i'm trying really hard not to like inherit the diabetes that he had Mm -hmm. so that's that's currently that's currently where i'm at in my healthy mindset and like i'm 33 I need to be smart about this. They're the hares. I'm the tortoise. This is where we're at. I'm just, I'm trying, I'm just trying to be like decent human being with quality boundaries and healthy decompression techniques. Yeah. Uh, out in these streets or not even out <laughs> in these streets, up in this apartment, <laughs> up in this apartment, up in this apartment. I love it. I mean, yeah, that's, I think that's all any of us can hope for. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. But then you have to actually give a shit and do the work to do it. Like it takes, it takes work. Like it takes work to relax for me. Yeah. I get it. That's, that's why it's like one of the lines in, in my most recent thing is like the closest thing I have to peace is hypervigilance. It's just like, oh, you hear, you hear like, and you think that's great. I hear silence. And I think of horror movie tropes. Like, mm. it's just like, you you think of serenity. I think of calm before the storm. Like this, mm. the, maybe that's just because my parents were very, my parents, my parents were, my current parent is like, a, they're very cautious people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, like that passed on unequivocally. <laughs> And I don't feel bad about it, but it is something that I have to work against using my body until it doesn't, until it's like whittled down to nothing. Mm. I'm trying to find ways that like can calm me down in a healthy way. Sorry. No, are you kidding (laughs) Uh, me? I love it. Now I get to practice like constancy and consistency Mm. and like, living in that space of appreciation and the fun part about growing old is like you have this compendium of bullshit that you've had to go through and then as a result it's not that you're cold it's that you have standards that other people aren't deserving of having around them a hundred percent yeah there are people that want you for your energy but they have nothing to give back to you so it's completely one-sided yeah and living in a pandemic period is draining enough mm-hmm. and there have you heard of the game dead by daylight Mm-mm. get into it okay so i have i know you're a movie buff because like your background has been in film to what i still know about you like we've known each other yeah. for a decade because of theater yeah and choir i'm heavily into horror films like whenever they were made is an indication of what society was afraid of at that time. Mm. I went on a tangent. Oh no, help me reel, reel me back in, reel me back in. Thank you. Okay. So you can either be a a survivor and like a group of four, or you can be one of the killers. Okay. And so like, like the level of gameplay is very interesting. It's so good because they have like, like they they bought licenses to put some of the most well-known like villains in the game. That's cool. Like they have like they have Michael Myers, they have uh Freddie I was about to say Freddie Prince Jr. Freddie Krueger. 
Je- alternate option, Freddie Prince Jr. cosplaying as Freddy Krueger. I think that would be great. That my, um, my brother-in-law went for that as Halloween one year, and people were like, what are you? And he would say he was Freddie Prince Krueger. <laughs> we're destined. Yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> we're, 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 we're destined for perpetual friendship. That is fantastic. That's yeah. so exciting. Um, like the Cinnabite from Hellraiser. The the new one that's coming out is going to be from Ringu. So like mm-hmm. The Ring. Mm-hmm. Um, Samara, I believe her name yeah. was yeah, in yeah. the English iteration. Um, like so, like so many characters from like formative movies that made like our childhoods, our adulthood. Yeah. They're they're intertwining nostalgia while like putting you in the front seat. And like like Laurie Strode, they have like the Jamie Lee Curtis um character in there. It's such a it's such a good move. It, That's cool. It's such a good game. It's That's on cool. Switch, it's multi-platform. I've been trying to get friends into it because like playing with other people is great. I think I mentioned all of that because of the concept of altruism. Like it's mm. it's a tenet in the game where like if you help other people, like you get more points. Mm. So it's just like That's super sure. interesting. Yeah, there there are multiple tenets to the game on like either side of the playing field. And it's definitely it's definitely worth a shot. That's cool. Yeah, I'll look into it for sure. I, I don't know if that's what you had planned on talking about today, but if it wasn't, that's absolutely the conversation that you and I needed to have, I think. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, no, that I, like, was like, I think I'm not even exaggerating. I think A, that was like brilliant. It was poignant. I think like it was, it was vulnerable, but in like a really beautiful way. And like, yeah, so I... I, I don't know if that's what you had planned on talking about, but like, I absolutely think that that's what we should, that's the conversation that we should have. <laughs> Done. I don't know yeah. what you're going to caption this one, but I mean, like, we'll I'll think of it. something silly. I'm okay. sure. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll just call it. I'm Harold. <laughs> Shit. Uh. <laughs> that is so good. Um, I love that, man. Thanks. Thanks for, connecting and chatting this was so good it's been an honor and a yeah, privilege it's been, it's to be just asked. been great it's just been great to chat to like catch up with you man yeah i would also love to do it outside of this but if this yeah. is it like i'm still thankful no 100 percent, 100 percent. i well now that like traveling is a little more like accessible Lenient. yeah i'll definitely i'll definitely be in houston more in the coming year than i was the last two years for sure so I'll definitely I'll definitely hit you up when I'm back. Understandably so. Okay, fantastic. Don't be a stranger. No, You're I won't at all. I love it. And you too. Keep me updated on when as things happen and like like kind of I feel like we kind of always have done that like passively. Right. Like, like if there's anything new, like send it my way and I I'll do the same for you. Have you even mentioned like your book on your podcast at all? Oh, I oh. Uh, I. I in the episodes that have come out so far, I haven't, but I do start. Yeah, I start to bring okay, it up. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's definitely gonna be in my reading list soon. Cool. I appreciate um, that. Um excited about it. Rooting for you. I appreciate that. I was gonna ask if there's anything you want me to like point people towards to either like find your work or any anything you want at all. Oh uh, yeah. Um so my writer's Instagram is R McMaster Writer. Perfect. <laughs> I love that so much. Um, that's that's the main one. Okay. Like, if I if I if I don't know them, thank you for wanting to know me. But this is this is the good balance. I I'll probably be keeping people updated if I get poems cool published anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, right about now has so much media so much material um it has some of my videos of my poems so if you wanted to look up my name and write about now you would be able to find a few cool it's a really good organization that's been doing a lot of good work for the writing community and honestly for the activism community just because of like the videos that they're producing and the material that's being put forth it's it's causing the good kind of waves. That's cool. So. I love that. I love that. 
awesome man i will definitely yeah i'll I'll point people towards both of those things absolutely oh yeah um get vaccinated yes absolutely i'll fucking put a link in that too yeah or or, uh at least at least get tested so i can continue to work (laughs) i love it so much oh man that is so funny all right man you're the best this was so great thanks again this was, was like ca- this was cathartic and warm and wholesome and I'm i so enjoyed every minute of it yeah, i'm so happy to hear that um i will give you the rest of your afternoon back and then i have to go back to work so <laughs> same z's yeah, you're doing great it. you are too man it's so good to see you i'll talk right. to you i'll talk to you soon please all right yeah, have a good day Thank you so much for listening to today's pod. Thank you, Ryan, for sharing that story and, and being so vulnerable and transparent. I, I, I loved talking to him for this episode, um, and it was just great to connect with an old friend. If you want to follow Ryan, head into the show notes of this episode. I have links to his Instagram. I have a link to his poetry society that he's a part of, the community that he's a part of. Please find his work. He's an incredible artist, a really brilliant poet poet and I, I just think he's incredible if you want some extra time with ryan head over to our patreon patreon.com tell me yours we chatted for a while it was a really amazing conversation i loved having it um, so definitely check it out there if you want to follow us twitter and instagram we are at tell me yours pod as always please subscribe to this podcast share it with your friends rate and review us on apple podcasts drop us a comment leave us your favorite story And until next week, be kind to each other, and we'll talk soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.